All right, here we go. It's the 30th of March, 2021. We're going to get on with the news right now. We're still working on the sound, okay? Let's get that straight. We're still working on the sound. I don't know what was going on. I replaced some cables. Uh, I thought it was the 286, the vocal strip we're using here. I thought that's where we were getting the hum from. Quite honestly, I don't know where that hum was coming from in the last two episodes. I can't find it. But it's not doing it in this episode. At least it hasn't yet. So let's hope it continues that way. Otherwise, maybe it's a bad cable somewhere, but I replace all the cables. That's the cheapest thing to do. So at least it's not the 286. So that's a relief. But I'm still not sure where the noise was coming from. And it was really irritating. Um, oh, I did it. Um, isn't that a bitch? There's probably still some noise in there. It's just I got to listen to it on headphones. When I get on a road, I'll listen to the episode. Uh, well, you know. See what it says. Anyway, uh, a lot of wind going on. A lot of you know high wind warnings. I myself went from Springfield, Missouri, all the way up to Chicago with an empty trailer, fifty-three foot empty trailer, and it was a pain. Oh, it was very tiring. One of the time I got up there, I had to work that trailer all the way up. Oh, that's it. Not too much. You know, I didn't do too much recording this month. March was a bad month for me. I had to re- you know that echo and I had that hum and. So I like to do more driver interviews. So once we get this new bid, and I know what days off I am, if you're, especially if you're listening on YouTube, uh, get in touch with me. Let me know. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what days off I have, and then we can set something up. I think that would be kind of cool because I like to talk to more drivers, especially drivers who don't do what I do. I do um, LTL-type work, but I do the line haul portion of it. So I just go basically from hub to hub. I've been doing that for quite a while now, but I like to talk to oversized guys. I like to talk to some flatbedders, some milk callers. I like to talk to some, uh, you know, just basically anybody who does something that I don't do. That's who I want to talk to because maybe I'll learn something I didn't know, and the odds of that are pretty good. So anyway, that being said, let's go ahead and get on with Jeremiah and start the show because here we go, and hopefully this recorded fine. If not, I will continue to work on the sound. All right, that's my promise to you. So let's get on with the show. And remember, if you got an interesting story, I want to hear it. In fact, if you want to leave a message on the on the uh, voicemail, it's uh, 414-666-1926. That's 414-666-1926. Just call that number. I don't ever answer that phone. It's just uh, you'll go to a recording and then just record, and then maybe you'll make it in the show. How exciting would that be? All right. Hey, we're heard all over the world. Uh, India, Russia, Australia, you know, China. We're listened all over the world. So I don't know, something to think about. So if you want to be on the show, you know, or just, just call the number and say, hey. Hey, just say hey. Just call up and say hello. That would be pretty cool. All right, let's go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network
Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Well, apparently Freight Waves posted this. I'm getting this article from Freight Waves. And apparently the DOT put out a study that predicts that no mass layoffs from driverless trucks. Now, what they're predicting is, is that the over-the-road line haul guys, such as myself, will decrease. But the short haul guys, you know, the guys that do the stuff in the cities, you know, that will still be around. That's not going to be affected. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's too early to tell at this point what's going to happen. But I think driverless vehicles are certainly going to make a change across the country. And in some countries... I don't know, maybe the roads won't be good enough. But considering how bad the roads are right now, I just can't see driverless trucks going down the road. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And hopefully I'll be out of the industry by the time it is a problem. So we'll see what happens. But that's the first study they've done, the DOT. And I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. But for line haul guys like me, guys that do the long haul, you know, go across the country. Yeah, there might be some issues with that. Last of the American cowboys, I guess. That's us. All right, let's get moving on. All right, there's something that goes back to March 18th. Too. This is a Facebook page that the Nebraska State Patrol put out, NSP Nebraska State Patrol. No, here's what happened. This is This is a sore point, okay? And this is a big sore point for a lot of people. I'm getting the article on CDL Life. So here's the deal. Nebraska troopers call out trucker for failure to remove 15,000 pounds of snow from the top of the trailer. Well, that's not as much as you would think. You know, it's maybe four or five feet. You know, so they brought a crane out and they just shoveled it off. Looks like he was at a rest or, or he was at a scale, rest area scale anyway. The Nebraska State Patrol, uh, is, you know, they called this guy out. And they pulled him through the scale, and you know they 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 noticed that he was ninety two thousand eight hundred and eighty pounds gross. That's ninety two thousand eight hundred and eighty pounds. So he was twelve thousand eight hundred and eighty pounds over gross. All right, and a lot of it was because of the snow. Fifteen thousand pounds of snow on top of the trailer. You get rid of the snow, he's legal. He's fine. All right. Now, why is this big a, a big deal? First off, there's a couple of reasons, and I'll tell you my big deal with this. The big deal with this one is is that there's no place for this guy to get the snow off probably safely. It's in Nebraska. So personally, I think it's probably not going to happen, but truck stops, all right, they got a scale. Why can't they have a scraper bar? What it is, it's just a bar. You drive underneath it, and then it knocks off the snow. And I've seen different, different uh, varieties of this. Some are like a hard edge bar. Some are like a bar hanging down from a chain. You know, they got two chains, two or three chains going across. And then as you drive across it, it scrapes the snow off the top of the trailer. And then, it, you know, because it's on a chain, it's it's not a rigid thing that's going to push down. It just kind of pulls it off. And the bar is like a big girder, you know, big heavy girder. That one works pretty good. You know, I've used that multiple times. Now, you may have to drive under it a bunch of times because it's not, you know, but it's not going to do any damage if it hits anything solid like ice. All right, so that's something right there. Every truck stop should have this. All right, I don't see why this is a big deal. It doesn't cost that much. I don't know, maybe there's some kind of weird liability issue, but if they can put, you know, uh, bathrooms in the truck stop, fuel islands, scales, why can't they do this? 
That seems, you know, reasonable to me. Every truck stop should be mandatory. They all have something like this. Pretty simple, right? I don't think I've ever seen one at a truck stop. Of course, you'd have to remove the snow that piles up around the thing, but this, I wouldn't think that'd be that big a deal. You still got to do your driveways, right? All right, now here's the other thing. The reason why I'm sensitive to this, and you may have heard me talk about this before, the reason why I'm sensitive to this, this issue is I was on the 294, just got on the 80, and I was headed eastbound, and I was in my car, little Ford Focus, windows right in your face, windows like literally right in your face, and the truck in front of me lost a bunch of ice and snow, flew straight up in the air, came down, went straight for my car, hit the three cars around me, three cars around me, all hit the wall. This stuff hit me, took out my windshield, took out part of my roof, put huge dents in my door. I slammed my head forward. I think I hit the steering wheel or I clenched down. I'm not even sure. I lost my four front teeth, my lower four front teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's it's serious, okay? This is not messing around stuff. You could get killed. I actually saw the glass flex on the focus, okay? It flexed. It literally came in on me. Now, it didn't shatter. Well, it shattered. You know, there wasn't one inch on that thing that wasn't cracked. It was shattered all the way across, but it didn't, It the ice didn't puncture the windshield, thank God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be lucky enough to hear me. And I wouldn't be here. I was on my way to work to drive another truck. So I pulled up next to the guy, and I gestured for him to pull over. You know, hey, pull over, buddy. You know, we got to have a talk. This is just before the service plaza on I-80 right there in Chicago. I don't know what the name of the that service plaza is. So he, he reaches over with his camera, his phone, and he takes a picture of my destroyed car, and then he continues to keep going. Well, I got to tell you, that really pissed me off. I mean, like, thank God I didn't have a gun because I might have shot the guy. I mean, I was so pissed off. Well, I can't follow him. He's got... He could go 500 miles without stopping. So I called uh, the insurance company. I said, hey, I just had this incident. You know, they, got, you, you, they go, you got the license plate? I explained everything that happened. I said, no, I don't have the license plate. They're like, oh, that's too bad. And I said, well, yeah, but I got ICC number. That's the number of the trucking company. I said, I got the name of the trucking company. I got the name of the truck. I got the number on the truck. I got the name number on the trailers. I got, I got everything that you can imagine other than the license plate because the license plate is on the front of the truck and I'm not getting that close to the front of the truck while it's going down the highway. And uh, besides, I could barely see it on my front windshield. I was almost at work. So I was like, what else are you going to do? I didn't realize, at that point I had just loosened my teeth. I didn't know I was going to lose them. I miss those four front teeth. I really do. It really pissed me off. Anyway, so... I got that all straightened out. They they were luckily luckily they could bring a, a piece of glass out and they were able to put it in the front windshield and I was able to see, so I was able to go home. So they did that while I was at work because I you know gone for a week at a time. Then oh, I can hear the wind outside. It's Lake Michigan. I can hear the wind hitting the you know the waves hitting the shore. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but yeah, if you hear that sound, that's what that is. Um, I got the gate turned up so you might not be able to. So anyway. Oh, it's certainly loud enough. I got the windows open or closed. Sorry, I got the windows closed. Love it. Lake, Lake Michigan waves are produced by the wind, not by the moon. Yeah, the wind does more. Well, like maybe the moon does something, but the wind does more than anything. That's where you get the, the waves are closer together. So, and, and enough of that. So, anyway, 
I get to work, call the insurance company, get that scored away. They bring a sheet of glass out, put it in there. Then I drop the car off, you know, at the uh, dealership where they do the service. Everything's fine. Problem solved. Get it all worked out. I called that company and I said, hey, you know, this is what happened. They were giving me the, at first they were like giving me that. Yeah, yeah, this is a scam thing, right? And I said, look here, man. You know, I'm another driver. I know what the score is and I know what's going down. And I said, let me tell you what happened. I told him what happened. I said, look, this is what's going to, you're going to do. I'm talking to the safety director. I said, call your guy in tomorrow because I want them to pay for this shit. I said, you call your guy in tomorrow and you, you ask him and he's going to deny this because he took off. He's going to deny it. I know he is. So I said, call him in when he, after he denies it, ask to see his phone. And when you look at his photos and you see destroyed Ford Focus with the window bashed in and the roof bashed in and the door with a huge dent in it, and you see a really irate driver behind the wheel, if, if I show up, I would be really irate. I said, that's me. And that's my car. And then when, he show, when you see those photos, uh, ask him, how did the guy who you ran over or you dropped all this ice on, how did he know? That you had a photo of this Ford Focus on his on there, if you if you didn't uh, if you didn't know about this guy, I said just just ask him. So the next morning, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. The next morning, the safety director of that company called me up, and he handled things great, so I'm not going to call him out on it. But he called me up and he said, uh, "Yeah, go ahead and uh, you know we we talked to your insurance company. We're going to make this right and." You know, our driver owned up to it after we asked to see his phone. And, and uh, yeah, we owe you on this one. So we're going to take care of this. And uh, I said, hey, man, I don't want to sue anybody. I just want my shit taken care of. I want to be whole when this is over. And so that's what happened, you know. And uh, so I'm missing my four front teeth. Now, a couple of years later, I'm over in Omaha, and I, I walk outside, and there's a trailer with six feet of snow on top of it. I turned around and walked back inside, and I said, I'm not taking it. I said, you got to take the snow off. And they're like, well, no, you got to take it. Our guys take it all the time. I said, sorry, buddy, it's not going to happen. I said, I'm, and I'm not that kind of driver who just refuses stuff. I said, uh, I'm just not going to do it. I said, you got to take the snow off the top of the roof. I'm not going down a road like that. And he goes, yeah, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, do you want to call me a buzz? Because uh, I'll go to the state. I said, I don't know how that all that works, but I'm not driving like that. I'm sorry. I'll help you take it off, whatever, but I'm not going down a road like that. And he goes, I said, every time you see me smile, just understand that that is definitely not me going to take that down there. And he goes, what do you mean you smile? What does it mean by that? And the dispatcher's getting all pissed off. And I said, well, I went down a road, and the guy in front of me lost much snow and ice, and he took out my lower front teeth. Those lower front teeth that you see when I smile, those are fake. Those aren't mine. And I like the original ones better. So if you think that I'm going, oh, that's the wife. She just opened the front door. That's what that beeping was. I said, if you think that I'm going to go down a road and do to somebody else what somebody did to me and me knowing what could happen, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I know what could happen with that stuff up there. And I'm not going to do that to somebody else because maybe it'll kill him. That's my rant, okay? I'm not going to do that. That's where I draw the line. 
All right. Now, I might have been wishy-washy about it before I lost my front teeth. But after seeing what happened and actually being involved in something like that, absolutely not. All right. Because that stuff hits the windshield and it could pierce right through. You could kill somebody. All right. Just think about it. Do whatever you got to do, but clean your roofs off. That's all I'm saying. All right. Just think about it. All right. Let's get moving on. Wow. This one's crazy. This is a crazy story. This is another CD Alive story. Here's what happened. Okay. Over in Virginia State, right? This is where it gets nuts. The cops pulled over, from what I can tell from the story, the cops pulled over a car because his registration was out of date. It's an SUV. Pulled him over March 25th, 2021. All right, but he pulled into the, to the way station. When he pulled into the way station... The female passenger jumped out of the car. This is 11 a.m. Female passenger jumped out of, the, out of the SUV and started running, okay? This is the uh, uh, the one off Route 301, right? Now keep in mind, this is the way station's parking lot of all places, okay? These way station guys are cops, okay? First, don't don't forget that. That's like a cook in the Army, man. They're, they're infantry. They even know they're cooks. Everybody's infantry. So after moments after the SUV parked in a lot, the female passenger exited and began running away from it. The male driver quickly exited and appears to have fired a handgun at the female. He shot at her, okay? And there was a Virginia, a Virginia State pol uh, Police motor carrier trooper and a Virginia State Police commercial vehicle enforcement officer inspecting a box truck behind the way station as this was happening. So they were doing a truck inspection, basically, okay? Well, both state police personnel engaged the, the male driver and exchanged gunfire. Basically, they put him down. All right? They recovered a handgun from the scene, and it looks like they killed the guy. But what are you thinking? You're at a scale. Don't, you know what? If you're going to, don't be chasing people with, with guns at the scale, okay? Just don't do it. Ugh, unbelievable. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this is horrific. I don't even want to talk about this one, but I think it's important if people will think about it. All right, here's what happened. A pregnant woman, she was eight months pregnant, okay? Samantha Bean Lansman. This woman was eight months pregnant, and she was driving east on McDowell Road near Papago Park by Phoenix, okay? And she ran a red light, and she got nailed by a box truck, and a box truck pushed her into a looks like a covered wagon and unfortunately uh miss landsman and her uh eight month old child you know she was pregnant eight month pregnant uh she didn't survive so i don't know if you're going to be out there and you're driving you know pay attention to the red lights and unfortunately the, this poor woman died and her unborn child died and these two drivers of the box truck and the covered wagon, they're going to have to think about this the rest of their lives, and they're going to have to deal with this. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Just, uh, just, just pay attention to lights. All right. Let's not let hats, let let's not let something like this happen again. It will, but hopefully, it won't. And it's such a tragic situation. You know, so, I don't know, let's get moving on. Here's another one of those stupid driver stories. All right, trucker tried to avoid charges by blending in with 65-plus immigrants as they fled. So here's what happened. 
The guy got pulled over. The the guy's going down a road. Truck driver's going down to 35, and this is in Texas. Yeah, just a couple days ago. Anyway, March 25th, I think is what they said. Anyway, he's going down a road, and the little door in the back, you know, for the reefer. Well, they kicked the door open, apparently, and the guy was waving his arm, like, in help, help. And then he got it, was able to get his head out the door, probably so he could breathe. He's probably dying inside that trailer. This trailer's really hot. Just unloading a trailer is hot enough. Okay, much less, and that's when you got the doors open. I couldn't even imagine being shoved in there. Now, the photo they showed in the news was these guys were just just jammed in there. Now, when they they called EMS, and then they were able to capture 65 of these immigrants. You know, they were needing water and what have you. The driver tried to blend in with the, with the immigrants, but they figured out he wasn't one of them based on the way he was dressed, apparently. They didn't show what he was wearing, so I don't know. They don't, they don't say what he looked like. So anyway, they caught 65. But all night long in Purcell County, Purcell County, people were calling in saying that there was people running through their backyards all night long and people running through the neighborhood. So it was probably a lot more than 65. It was probably well over 100 inside that trailer. It looks like a possibly a 53-foot trailer. And... Uh, I don't know. Somebody's going to have some problems. Now, they didn't say anybody died, but I suspect this guy's going to have some issues. And he's not going anywhere for quite a while. And you could say goodbye to your license. So he gave up his license for this nonsense. And he's lucky he didn't kill somebody because then all those people in the back of the trailer, that would have been a long sentence if he would have killed somebody. So, all right, let's get on with the, let's get on, let's move on. Well, here's one more recent. Uh, this is a little strange. Looks like on the 28th of March near Murfreesboro, Tennessee, we've all driven in those areas. Uh, truck was going across this, I don't know, two-lane road it looks like. And the floods just pushed his road, his truck right off into, into the water. You know, probably some field full of water. So he climbed up on a roof and well, they had to come rescue him. So, hey, if you're entering, you know, an area that's flooded... Be careful, all right? You'd be surprised what water can do. These trucks are not made for this stuff. Now, I've gone in flash flood areas, and you know, but it was just standing water. But you know, you never know. You know, just be careful, all right? Watch out for cars because one of them gets washed away and hits you. It could be a lot of problems. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's something you might want to think or keep in mind. Now, if you see these weigh-in-motion poles, these cameras, these poles, all these cameras on top, and they got these sensors what, over in Indiana, apparently the Indiana Department of Transportation released a statement to explain the purpose of several new poles and cameras installed in US 30, or on US 30 in Porter County. Uh, so March 23rd, they installed these things. So basically what it is, is they're doing research on these cameras and the weigh-in-motion system, and they're not using them for enforcement yet. But we know that's coming down the road. And apparently they got some over on 94 near Porterville, so or Porter County, and Chesterton in Porter County. So it's something that's coming in Indiana, so just be careful and keep that in mind, all right? So, like I said, they're not using them for enforcement yet, but they're going to. You know, sooner or later, you know they're going to. All right, so let's get moving on. Well, here's one from Racine, Wisconsin, which isn't that far away from where I live. I'm just north of Racine right now. Uh, well, I'm in Milwaukee, just south. I'm south of Milwaukee, north of Racine, right on Lake Michigan. That's why I can hear the lake. So anyway, this flatbedder was hauling, was it orange juice? 
Yeah, apple juice. <laughs> I just read it. How come I don't remember this? This is silly. I just read this. Uh, where was it? It says here, according to Fox 6 News, which is actually a news station I watch when I'm home, uh, the tractor trailer was hauling pallets of apple juice. That's what it was, apple juice. Northbound on 67th Drive, north of Mill Avenue, when it attempted to squeeze, when it attempted to squeeze, squeeze beneath a low clearance railroad overpass. As the tractor trailer made its way through the overpass, the side and top of the trailers were peeled away from the frame, leaving a trail of debris in its wake and even causing the trailer to buckle and collapse. The damage left the rig broken down in the middle of the roadway. So basically, he loaded up the trailer, went through this overpass, and it basically skinned him on the top and on the sides and buckled his flatbed right to the ground. I mean, this thing's literally on the ground. Oh, my God, what a mess. There's apple juice boxes everywhere. Now, he said he didn't understand that it was a low overpass, but I'm looking at the sign in the photo, and I can see behind all the damage of this trailer that... No, oh, I thought it was a flatbed. No, you know what? It isn't a flatbed. It's a it's a 53-foot regular trailer. I just thought it was a flatbed because the sides are skinned away from it. Oh, oh, wow, that's a trip. All right, so it was not a flatbed. Anyway, the bridge is 11 foot 8. Now, we all know that 13.6 is the average height of a semi-truck. You know, 13.6 is the big, you know, that's the big don't, you know, if it's less than 13.6, don't go underneath it. Some 13.6s, you can make it underneath, but you don't want to. Yeah, if it's thirteen six or, or less, don't don't go for it. Yeah, you know, unless you know you can fit underneath it. Anyway, usually thirteen six you're fine. But anything less than that, you're screwed. Sometimes on the or on the shoulders they'll be a little shorter, so keep that in mind. So anyway, I, he's going through and he's eleven foot eight. Eleven foot eight is pretty significant. I would think that you would notice something like that. Anyway, look at the look at the signs before you go underneath the bridges. Especially when they're that low. All right. Actually, he shouldn't even have had to look at the sign. He should have known it was too low at that height. All right. Let's get moving on. Well, it looks like, uh, you know, for a long time, private fleets were declining. You know, that seemed like a thing. You know, like Kimberly Clark, Procter & Gamble, places like that, they were declining. But, you know, of course, now that you know, the big carriers, they, you know, they made these great deals with these companies to lower their costs. And now that they got them all in there and they're, they're doing their thing, they're raising the cost. So places like Dollar General, Dollar General's going back to their own fleet. Now they started their fleet back in 2016. And so far it has grown to 700 tractors with more than 550 drivers. It handles third, it says it handles about 13% of the company's outbound dry transportation, 40, 48% of its outbound transportation of fresh products. The report, what do they have that's fresh at Dollar General? I haven't been in one in years, so I don't know. What's, what is fresh there? Anyway, the report says. So it looks like they're going to be going, uh, you know, they're going back to their own thing. And this is also that they, uh, they give discounts to first responders, and I guess there's a bunch of employee bonuses and stuff. So, anyway, if you're looking for a job, eh, check out Dollar General. Maybe they're hiring in your area. Yeah, it's worth a shot. I don't know what they pay. I'm just saying. Well, if you're in California, you know how bad the traffic can be over there near the I-5, near Santa Clarita Valley. Looks like they're going to start uh, widening the I-5 between Highway 14 
and Parker Road and Castaic. So it looks like they're going to widen. It's a 13.9-mile stretch. So if you're going to be running that stretch this summer, just be on the lookout for some construction. And, uh, well, you know how that goes up there. It's a lot going on. All right, let's get moving on. All right, if you're out there, and this is a quick one, if you're out there in Colorado, the uh, California State Police, Colorado, I say California, Colorado State Police near Colorado Springs, if you're trying to go around that I-25 scale, they're, uh, yeah, they're on the lookout for you. So just be careful. If you're going to run the I-25 scale, just, uh, you know, just be on the lookout because they're aware of people going around it and they're going to be out there looking for you. All right, just something to think about. All right, let's get moving on. Now, this one's a little bizarre. Looks like Amazon is dropping their mandate that the drivers wear their mask while they're driving. But they got some other weird rules. Apparently, they're installing cameras to look at the drivers. It says here they have 75,000 delivery drivers. And they want cameras pointing back at the driver. Why do you want to, why do you want to look at the driver when he's going down a road? What do you what do you need to watch him? What what are you gonna do? They say it's for safety. Ah, I say BS. So apparently, a bunch of their contractors are printing it. You know, these are the independent contractors are forcing this on. They're turning in their uh, their they're like, they're saying, hey, that's it, we're done. Uh, I don't know. It's really strange. And then since here all the drivers must download a certain app that monitors their driving. Phone use and location. This data is compiled into a score that supervisors use for or against drivers. Hmm. Another app drivers have to download forces them to take a selfie before each shift. Despite the fact that they already logged in or otherwise before starting a shift. So before they start their shift, they have to take a selfie. That seems a little bizarre. But I don't know. Just maybe I don't know something, but you know this this uh, driving a truck used to be the type of job where you can get where you get left alone. Okay, people leave you alone, and it's not that way anymore. What it is now is it's you know they're over your shoulder, and it's you know and people who drive trucks cross country or local whatever they just want to be left alone. All right, they're not the type of people that do this job for social reasons. So I don't know. That's something to think about. But uh, these people in all these offices, they, they're pushing this agenda. It's just, I don't know, it just doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. I just want to be left alone. I'll drive the truck, just leave me alone. If you want to drive the truck, go ahead, go for it. I'll sit in the office. Here you go. But, you know, most of them couldn't do it. But they can tell you to do it from their desk. Go figure. All right, well, let's get moving on. Well, here we go. Let's get into the bizarre. We should just call this bizarre story category. Apparently, there's a computer chip shortage across the world because of the coronavirus. And because 20% of the chips, you know, they're producing 20% less of the chips, things are slowing down. Apparently, quite a few of the, the trucking companies, the other ones that make the actual trucks, they're behind on their orders because they can't get enough computer chips to install in these things. So... I don't know what's going to happen with that. So you got the driver shortage, apparently, which is actually starting to become true. And now you got a chip shortage. So uh, maybe we should start making trucks without chips. You know, maybe we should go back to old school. Yeah, we'd have something to fall back on. All right, let's get moving on. 
All right, that's all we got for this episode. Uh, went on a little longer than I thought. Hopefully, the sound turned out all right. Like I said, I can't figure out what went wrong with the sound. That loud buzzing noise, I have no idea. I thought it was this piece of machinery in front of me, and I don't know, maybe I had a knob turned wrong or something. Who knows? I honestly have no idea. All I know is I got it fixed, or at least I think I got it fixed. I'll find out within the next couple of days. I'll listen to my own show and see what happens. You know, it's it's actually kind of torturous to listen to yourself. You know, I just, uh, you know, it's not easy. And how do you decide what's good and what's good bad on your own self? You know what I mean? It's not as simple. Anyway, uh, that being said, not much else going on. Still working through some stuff. So hopefully we'll get this sound corrected and get everything going back to normal. That's all I can say. I'll throw a song at the end of this just for the heck of it. So that's all we got for now. March is over. We got spring. We're in spring now. They say it's spring, but it's cold as hell. Cold as hell? Cold as heck. It's cold outside, so stay warm. Watch out for that wind, drivers. And remember, it can still be icy out there. All right, so that's all we got. We're cutting out. All right, Kingfish out. Peace. Oh, before I go, get over for tow truck drivers. Get over for cops, fire trucks, things like that. Give them a break, all right? They're out there doing a dangerous job. Don't make it any harder for them. All right, now I'm really out. Peace. Now all that's left are three 
by fives and empty frames and thoughts of simpler times. You can't pry it from my fingertips, and you'll never hear from my cold lips that. Never fall.